0: Welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible Teacher Yolanda Tyler. Bible Teacher Yolanda Tyler teaches the good news of Jesus Christ and Biblical Christian principles that empower all people with real-life timeless applications for daily kingdom living. Now here's your host, Bible Teacher Yolanda Tyler, sharing kingdom truths for kingdom living. Praise the name of the Lord, everybody. We're so glad that you all could join us on today. We have a very special young lady joining us. Her name is Brittany Wyon. I met Brittany about three or four years ago at one of my favorite stores to shop for horse tack. I knew Brittany was a Christian when I first met her. She had the sweetest countenance. The glory of the Lord shines so beautifully in her life. She had the most beautiful smile, and she was always very pleasant, respectful, and kind to the customers. And I realized after Brittany and I talked that she worked and helped her grandparents. At their floral shop during the summer times and she learned a lot of her customer service skills and kindness from her grandparents. Brittany was the only child born to her biological parents. She was a miracle baby. Her mother had two miscarriages before and two miscarriages after Brittany. Brittany was brought up in a loving Christian home Although her mom and dad divorced when Brittany was 13 years old, nevertheless, her stepfather was a God-fearing man. He adored Brittany and treated her with the utmost kindness, love, and respect. Brittany strongly believed that the Lord placed him in her life to walk her through life's struggles and challenges. Brittany's biological dad's parents believed in the Lord and in miracles. She spent a lot of time with them on the weekends, helping them in the family floral business. She describes them as gentle and humble. They lived out their faith daily and always believed in encouraging people wherever they went. Brittany met her amazing husband, Justin, about seven years ago through her best friend. Brittany was saved and had recommitted her life to the Lord four years prior to that at the age of 21. Brittany now is 33 years old. She's active in her church and she serves in children's church with the pre-K children. It was love at first sight for Justin. After marriage, they decided to wait for a year to start a family. Brittany was having some difficulties, They started in vitro fertilization. They lost two embryos to in vitro fertilization. It was not long before the medical professionals informed them that they would not be able to conceive. Shortly thereafter, one night, Brittany felt excruciating pain on the right side in her chest area. She was 31 years of age at the time. It felt like someone had beat her up. She told her husband about it but did not go to the hospital right then. The next day she went to her mom's house to try on a bathing suit and she felt her breasts and discovered an oval long shaped lump. Upon visiting the medical professionals and after several mammograms, ultrasounds, and biopsies, it was discovered that Brittany had breast cancer. When she walked out of the doctor's office, Brittany prayed and reminded the Lord about promises for her and her husband. And although Brittany remained positive for the most part, nevertheless, she and her husband had to make some hard decisions. Brittany is here to share her story with us today. She also shared her story with KBTX News Channel. Thank you so much, Brittany, for coming on the show today. And if you would, just go ahead and share your testimony with the listening audience.
1: Yes, thank you for having me this morning. My whole life has been a journey with God in in general. As you know, I am kind of considered a miracle baby to my biological parents and also to my stepdad. My stepdad never had children of his own. My brother was adopted. You know, he adopted me with welcome arms and kindness. And I did grow up in a loving, caring home, Christian home. Our bases were that you believe that God can get you through anything. And he has got us through some really challenging moments in my life. When I went through breast cancer, it was a very uh, surprising moment because I was always a breast cancer awareness supporter, and had people that I knew that went through it. It was really a shocking moment to hear those words that I had breast cancer, to walk out of that office. I was in tears. I had emotions um, in the office and outside the office. But when I walked through that door, I looked up to heaven and I said, Lord, you know the purpose and plans you have for me. You said I would have children, that my life is not done. My story is not finished. Amen. Amen. I walked into the car, and I called my husband, I called my mom, um, I called my dad, I called my stepdad, I I did all those things. And You know, and I I just, you know, felt that reassurance that God was with me at that moment in time. I stopped crying. I knew that I had this all under control um, with the grace of God. And so I walked through very positively through the first visit and then found out that I had covid Right before I had my surgery, COVID lasted, you know, you had to wait two weeks before you could see anyone to clarify that you didn't have it anymore. And so going through COVID, I prayed a lot. I prayed that, you know, God had me in the palm of his hand, that he was going to get me through it. My family prayed over me. Um, My church prayed over me. Um, I had a whole bunch of friends who were in groups. And like um, I've said before, that we were meant for other people in their lives. We were meant for people. My pastor talks very highly about that. We were meant for other people. We weren't meant for ourselves. And we were meant for Christ. And I always think of us as little puzzle pieces to connect with um, other people and it shows just how um, God works in mysterious ways. People are there for seasons, and people are there for a lifetime. And we went through breast cancer. It was I was thirty-one at the time, and I was really concerned because I didn't know if I wanted to do um, any kind of reconstruction at the time. My mind was just kind of at loss and once we went to the plastic surgeon and I was thinking about reconstruction because I'm I'm definitely afraid of implants. We um, uh, talked to the plastic surgeon. It would take about 11 to 12 hours for them to do a natural reconstruction on me and I looked at my husband and I said, I really don't want to go through all this. Are you going to want me to look a certain way. And he said, No, I really just want you to be healthy. And so we decided I would just stay flat. And the next step was for me to go through chemo. Um, I didn't have to do radiation. And through chemo, it was a very hard and dark task for me because um, when you go through chemotherapy, it can sometimes make you feel like you're dying in the inside. It makes you feel like you're just not worth anything. And I had to constantly remind myself and so did my husband. My husband had to be that person that I leaned on. He was my rock at the time. And even though I was crying, sometimes I didn't even know why I was crying. You know, I just like, you know, this is this horrible. I don't know how people do this. But I had to because my cancer was all estrogen based. So to make sure they got everything, I had to go through four rounds of cytoxin and anamycin in two rounds of Taxol. I didn't finish my Taxol because I went to the emergency room after the second dosage because the first dosage I felt already bad and told my doctor about it. He said, well, let's lower the doses. So we did come to find out that dosage led me to where I was shaking. I was just had anxiety. My husband rushed me to the hospital my, my parents met me there, and they figured out that I had allergic reaction to it. And so the next time I saw my doctor, he decided to put me on tamoxifen, which is a pill that I take every day, once a day, for... Um, supposedly it's going to be 10 years. So, God, I mean, I when I was in the emergency room, I just felt like I'm done. If I die, I die, you know, but I know that I'm going to get through this. But at the same time, at that moment in time, I was like, I can't do this no more. I mean, this stuff is just going to either kill me because I can't just keep going because I-, I was just telling my husband, I was like, I'm done. Cancer gets me, it gets me. i lived a lovely life. Yes, I wish that I could see my kids, you know, and he said, like, "You're going to get through this. Don't say that." You know, and after we talked to the doctor and he put me on the pill, I was like, "Okay, this this will be much better." <laughs> so I was tired of it.
0: Now, let me ask you a question, Brittany. This was a very Difficult time for you and a dark time for you that emergency room visit when you wanted to almost give up. So, let's talk about how the medicines they gave you for depression didn't really help you.
1: They gave me a prescription that was supposed to help with the depression um, moments of chemo, and that made it 10 times worse. It didn't really help at all. We just decided we weren't taking it. So, we just Uh, told the doctor about how it was making it worse. And so he says, stop taking. And so, but I was heavily watched by my husband. My husband was with me most of the time, unless my my mother uh, came over and watched me while he went to work. So it was, it was really dark. It was a very dark time for me. I've I've never had depression in my life. And going through the chemo that I did um, really just, set in motion that depression because all through my mastectomy, I was very positive. I knew I got this in the bag. I prayed every day. I was so strong in my faith that I knew I was going to make it on the other side. But like I tell everybody, we're all human and we're all going to have that moment of breaking down. And Mm. that moment was when I was taking the medication to help with the depression part of the chemo.
0: Wow. Now let me ask you another question too. You said, of course, we know your amazing husband was there, very supportive of you the whole time. And you also share with me about his mom. Share with the listeners, how did his mom respond when you had to make the decision for reconstructive surgery?
1: She is an awesome lady of God. She is very blunt. She was talking to me on the phone one day and we were talking about it and I was really struggling because as a woman of a very young age, not having any, you know, a chest at all, um, for my husband's pleasure, um, it was very concerning. And so she said, well, how important is it to have a chest, which has been all that time getting a chest and all that pain. And it doesn't, it's not guaranteed that it will work out for you. And would you rather do that? Or would you rather just go on with your life? Just being flat. Don't worry about it and move on. Because she said, I raised my son. And she said, if you're worried about Justin, I raised my son to love the person he married, regardless of what they look like, regardless what they have, regardless of their past, whatever it is, he's going to love you Regardless of what you do,
0: praise the Lord.
1: That was the call of the one moment in time that she actually really was blunt for a good reason. And (laughs) 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 sometimes she's blunt and we're like, oh, you shouldn't be saying that, you know? Yes, she was there at that moment in time and her mother died of cancer. What got her the most was, um, grandma had leukemia, she got pneumonia, and that's what set in to have her pass away um, when she did. And so, you know, my mother in law was very supportive of me going through what I was going through. And she wanted, regardless of, you know, how blunt she is, she will always be caring. She was caring for me at that moment, too. And Mm -hmm. so she was really um, an answer, a straight arrow answer of truth and blessing um, in that time.
0: Amen. And then also when we talked, you said how your employer was so supportive of you. Share some of that also, how the Lord connected you with the right
1: employer. Yes, ma'am. So when I went through breast cancer, I ran to my work. To let them know what was going on. And I talked to um, the main owners of the business, and I've worked with them for four long years. And I love them dearly. And, and they have walked through some trials and tribulations themselves to know that, you know, they're going to be praying for me, they're going to be there for me. I see you always have a job here, you're not going to lose your position, we are here for you. And so knowing that, and like they sent me flowers, they called me periodically to see how I'm doing. I even through this trial, I mean, once I got healed from my mastectomy, I was able to go back, but I could only go back part time because my body was just so worn down from the chemo that I couldn't do long days. But they were like, you know what? You just, you, you know, you get better. And when you get better, when you get done with your chemo treatments, you can come back and we'll be here, you know? And they were there. They were there as supportive. I mean, just their prayers, their calls, their dedication. And, and they're always like that. My, my bosses are always caring about their customers and their employees. They have been through their community, they've been there for the community. Um, they help so many organizations. I don't know how many, but they are very much a blessing in my life and and my husband's. And if I ever need anything, I can walk up to them and say, Hey, I really need to talk to you about something. And they are right there in that moment. And it's just amazing. They were always there for me.
0: That is amazing. And it is so beautiful. Now you also shared that you have a very loving pastor and you go to a strong Bible teaching church. So share with the listeners, how when your pastor came to visit you, that he received a call and how you responded.
1: Uh, yes, I am. So when I had my mastectomy done, my pastor came to visit me at home, because at that time COVID was still really big. So I couldn't stay in the hospital. So he came and tried to surprise me for a visit and he ended up at the wrong house. And I had to call him like I had to like lead him to my house. When he got here, he just realized that he really didn't have to say much because my faith and um, just the love and passion I had on the promise that God had for me just showed just without him having me say anything. He's like, you're just so strong and your faith is so strong. I mean, you got this. If I can go through what I've been through, so can you. And so he got a call and, and it was in our visit. And it was this young lady who was lying on her deathbed, basically. She was married. She was younger than me. And pastor shared with me what was going on. And he said, I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to cut this visit really short because they're requesting me to come to the hospital like right now. And I said, we'll go because I said, I know that you know she's gonna make it. I, I don't think she's gonna die. And so we prayed me, Justin, and him, and a, a family friend who was visiting that day. We all prayed that she would make it through because God had not finished her story, that this was not the end, that she was supposed to be a miracle. I later found out that she made it through and that she didn't die. So just praying and and, and like I said before, we're all meant for people. We're not meant for ourselves. I mean, if if I can help anybody else out in the world, that would make me more happy than uh, me just trying to get better myself. You know, we're all here for a purpose and a plan that God had. I mean, it says in the Bible for I know the plans for you, says the Lord plans to prosper you. And so I always took that scripture and always placed it in my life because I always tell God, wear me as a coat and let me help somebody else. And we did that day, we helped somebody with the the power of prayer. when we got there. Amen.
0: Amen. That is so beautiful. And the Lord spared that person's life. Now, let me ask another question. So share how important it is to be connected to a local church.
1: It is so important to connect with people in your community and uh, surrounding communities, because I live about 30 minutes away from my church that we attend to right now. And um, it is so important to be connected with other people because, like I said, not only are you there for them, but they're also there for you. And it's just really important to grow. I mean, you need to grow. God didn't intend you to stay in one spot. You need to grow in your relationship with Christ. and. It looks different for everyone. I was born and raised in church and I always wanted a relationship and I never knew how to get there. I got prayed on. I, I grew up in two different base churches where I was Lutheran and Pentecostal most of my life. And when I went with my grandmother, my grandfather on my mom's side, I would go to the Pentecostal church and get prayed on every single Sunday that I would be blessed with the Holy Spirit. Well, on the week that we went to my other grandparents' house, I'd get prayed there at the Lutheran church, you know, and I wanted relationship. And, you know, God was always there. And one moment, and um, I just prayed, you know, I'd get the Holy Spirit. And I did. Right after that Sunday, the next Sunday, I went to church and I felt, you know, the Holy Spirit working on me. And I got saved that day. I re-dedicated uh, my life, but I got baptized again at 21 and um, just focused on my relationship with Christ because, you know, as a young lady, I had um, several relationships with guys and couldn't find the right guy. And I thought I was just not meant to find anybody. Maybe I was just more, you know, a loner but desired it I don't know and uh, I met my husband through my best friend and you know it just worked out really well I I thought I was gonna marry a cowboy and I married a computer nerd and a baker (laughs) amen so but it is very important I I say you know if you want to build your relationship with God you have to be connected with people that can walk you through it and 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 kind of guide you and just be there for you if you have questions that will understand where you're at. Amen. It's also
0: important, and you mentioned this before, how people should be willing to share their testimony. You said that it brings about the more you talk about what you're going through, the better you feel. And those are healing moments. So talk about that too.
1: Right. Yeah, so um, when I tell my story, it's a healing process for me. Um, especially um, and uh, sharing your testimony is something that I call a healing process. It's getting it out. It's not keeping it all bundled inside to where it's just unmanageable. I think everybody should share their testimony. I think it's a, it's a blessing, Um, you know, and it could help somebody else out. I have several people that I meet and, you know, through the day, Um, I'm a cashier at my job and I see everybody that purchased something basically. And when I do, that's a moment in time that God uses me as a testimony because I've, I've had several people probably look at me funny because I don't have a chest. So they're like, what are you? And so I tell them I'm a breast cancer surviving soul that God had blessed my life, and I have made it through the battle, and I have people saying, you know what? I am going through that right now, and so there's a moment in time that we, we spend a little bit of time, even though I might have a line. I spend a few seconds just praying over them and saying, you know what? God has a plan and a purpose for you, and he's going to heal you from this. Regardless of how it comes about, you're going to be healed. I know it, because I have a great, great God that I love, and I did not deserve him, but he loves me, and he's taking care of me. And if he can take care of me, he can take care of you. And it's just really important to share um, your testimony. i I honestly do it all the time. I'm an open book, and my life is meant to be read, you know, and and if I can help somebody else out that that needs that today, I mean, you're not alone. There's so many people that are going through battles of cancer and illnesses that you know they just don't know what to do and i i just pray you know like by the blood of jesus you know y'all are going to be healed y'all are going to get through this you just got to believe and trust in god and just know that hey my story is not over yet we're going to make it through i just know it you have to have that positivity you have to get through it with a strong force of positivity, and you have to believe in yourself, you have to know that inside of you, that God is in you, and that God is going to work through you. And that's just what I believe that is really, really important, is that you have to believe and trust in God, in everything you do.
0: Amen. And I was going to ask you to share with someone who maybe had just gotten a diagnosis a cancer diagnosis and to encourage them, but that's actually what you just did. So that is so beautiful. And when I think about you, the things that really stick with me is you always stay focused on prayer. You also had mentioned, you had some of your favorite praise and worship songs, and that helped you to get through too. And then, like you just mentioned, you stay positive. You know, you had your moments of depression, but then immediately you were able to get back into that positivity and trusting the Lord that helped you so beautifully to make it through.
1: Right. Absolutely. And just like what we're going through right now, um, as you mentioned before, um, we did go and have, we wanted a family. And me and Justin waited till our one year anniversary to try to have a family. We went through one round of in vitro and found out that it would be really, really, really hard for me to get pregnant and that I was in the early stages of menopause from what it looked like. And my DNA had two strands that were switched with one another. And that's why I could never conceive because it just wouldn't work in that way. And so... I just told my husband, we're not doing any more in vitro because we lost two in the process of egg retrieval and, and, you know, making the embryos. And so one day, I guess God talked to my husband because I didn't know how he would feel about adoption. And I was always up for it. I did not mind because I love kids, regardless of who they come from, where they come from. I love them. And I always think of myself like Jesus in the garden when all the kids come running up to them feel that way with kids that's just a blessing that if you feel that way that is a true blessing and it's a call from god like you're in the right spot and so we always wanted kids and he said you know what he walked out from the backyard and he's like you know what i think i want to adopt and I said, well that's the only way we're going to have a family and so um <laughs> we <laughs> we decided to go on this journey of adopting well We got our license to foster to adopt and we fostered two amazing little kids and we loved them so dearly. And uh, it was very saddening to our hearts that they had to go back to a family member, which we know that God placed them in our life to prepare us for our forever children, even though it was very, very hard because they looked so much like us and acted so much like us that. You know, we just fell in love with them. And these kids, they grow attachments to you, too. I mean, the little girl we had, she said, you're not my best friend. You're my mommy. And I said, well, I will always be your mommy wherever you go. I will always be there. I'll be always thinking about you, you know, and so. When they left, it was very hard for us. So right now we're in the process of adopting and just adopting, not fostering things, trying to get back on track on what God is preparing us for. And so we pray every day over those two children that we had. And we are so praying over our future children because we know they're coming. We know that it will come to pass. And we believe that with our whole heart.
0: Amen. That is so beautiful. And we also will stand in agreement with you that the Lord will honor your prayers and send you the right children in his perfect timing, that it will happen in the name of Jesus. So right now, Brittany, we're going to ask you to please pray for someone who maybe have just been diagnosed with cancer and they're really struggling to accept it and they might be really sad or depressed would you please just pray for them and if you want to say some more words of encouragement you can and at the same time please close out with prayer
1: yes ma'am okay heavenly father we come in your name and we just thank you for this moment in time of fellowship and agreement and connection father god We believe that you have a purpose and a plan for our lives. We know that through you, anything is possible. We pray for positivity, for strength and encouragement to get through any battle that they're going through. We pray that any illness that they have or any cancer that they have, that you will heal them right now in the name of Jesus. I just pray over them. And I know that they can get through this because if I can, so can they. Not my will be done, but your will be done, Father God. And we just thank you for uh, this broadcast. We thank you for uh, Miss Yolanda and her ministry. We thank you for the people out there who are willing to listen And uh, we just thank you. And everybody says amen. Amen.
0: (laughs) God bless you, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate your time. So God bless you. You too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.